Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute. In case you didn't guess by now, we're a Movies by Minutes podcast that's analyzing the Disney film Return to Oz from 1985. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike. I just stabbed, stubbed my toe on a brick, Carlucci. <laughs> and we have our guest back, and I think she has just figured out why she's guesting this week. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am Lane, and yes, I do know this. This one, this one is the reason why I'm guesting this week. You will all find out soon. <laughs> oh, all right. I will be as quick as I can. Today we're talking about minute thirty-one, which starts with us staring at an Emerald City that isn't green. We get to enter the Emerald City. Well, we look at it for a while. We're sad for a while. We enter it, we see a bunch of people turn to stone, and we see a sign that says, Beware the Wheelers. This minute ends perfectly, right after Dorothy says, I don't remember them, to the what's a wheeler inquiry. And now Mike and I are just going to sit back and (laughs) let Lane explain her issues with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, for full disclosure... The first time that Mike and I watched this movie, this was the minute that confused the absolute heck out of me. And it was a moment that Mike had never noticed. He has seen this movie how many times now? More times than you can possibly imagine. (laughs) Should I uh, ruin our friendship and let her know that when I was reviewing this, these, Mike broke the movie up into minutes and then I reviewed them and put together the spreadsheet of what minute is what and blah, blah, blah. And I knew I was looking for this because we wanted you to guess on that minute. And at the end of it, I had to go to Mike and say, I didn't see it. I was looking for it and I didn't see it. And he had to find the minute for me so that I could make sure that I had you on the right spot. So I didn't see it either, even when I was like kind of half keeping an eye out. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, second nine. <laughs> yes, in second nine. So the the minute starts. Dorothy is looking at the Emerald City. She is sad. She should be. It looks sad. She picks up Belina, and for some ungodly reason, she's sad. She's crying. She wipes her tears on Belina, a chicken. M- Let me point that out one more time, people. She picked up the chicken and then wiped her tears on it. She had an apron on. She could have wiped her tears on that. She had, as we find out very shortly, a handkerchief. She could have wiped her tears with the handkerchief. She could have used her sleeve. Instead, she uses a live animal to wipe her tears off. I do not understand it. It makes no sense. When we watched this the first time, I don't think I focused for the next three minutes of the movie because I just kept asking him, why did she wipe her tears on a chicken? It's completely illogical, people. (laughs) I had no idea what she was talking about, so we rewound it a couple times until I could see. (laughs) Now that's why we're giving you a specific minute 31. Second nine. Look for it and you see it. It takes some looking, but once you see it, you will also be completely stymied why she made that choice. Why? Is is it in the script? I I don't get it. To the script away, or should I give my theory? Ooh, theories. I love theories. It's not in the script. Okay. So. It was a choice on that day. 
Um, I th- my theory for why this is out of order is that uh, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think Feruza Balk is really crying. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> she is supposed to be implying upsetness. She has already picked up Belina in her other hand as a lunch pail. And then she's supposed to be portraying that she's been crying. And she wipes her tears with the nearest thing. That's not, you know, what she should have done was lift up her arm holding the lunch pail and use that sleeve. Exactly. But it would not have been as cinematic. <laughs> um, I also can make you feel really, really uh, mean and sad of, I bet I am not the only person here who had a pet growing up. And when you're in middle school and getting picked on, or really elementary school and getting picked on, and you have no friends, but you have a cat who will lie there, I've I've cried onto a cat before. <laughs> See, but it's different when you're crying onto the animal versus picking the animal up and using it to wipe the tears off of your face. I'm pretty sure Rusty would have clawed off my face if I tried to do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just completely uh, illogical and confuses me every time. Every time I think about it. We were talking about it on Saturday and also annoyed yeah. me then. I just don't get it. She's, there are no tears. There aren't even like fake tears on her no. face. You know, how they like run in, put it on and then run off the, you know, out of the shot real quick. There's nothing. I mean, they clearly were just like, you need to wipe away your tears. And poor little child actress for Rizabalk was like, Okay, <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense, people. It just doesn't make sense. Um, All right, end rant. But that 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 is that is my big rant and my big issue with this movie. Okay. I if don't you, get it. If you need to come back to it, let us know. We want to make sure you get all your feelings released. This is the safe place, the Movies by Minutes podcast of this movie to do it. Uh, My It Doesn't Make Sense is that the last time we saw the Emerald City, I thought it looked like Atlanta, and now it just looks like a really big, like, English country manor house. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't remember it looking like that at all. Totally different. This is a totally different place. And it was all contained because, like, they went through the gate and everything was inside. And now everything is outside all of a sudden. I mean, is that because, like, there was something containing everything and that has broken? But it doesn't look like it. Ooh, but I like that theory. That there was kind of, like, an Emerald City almost, like, shell over it. And that's what's gone. A dome? I would like that. A dome, if you were, yes. Well, you... It didn't look like a dump, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I kind of like that because it would it would at least make sense, even though, I mean, let's face it, this isn't what the inside of the Emerald City looks like either, no. but I'm, I'm trying to give a little benefit of the doubt. Uh, we see a really cool gargoyle with one of my favorite Oz emblems <laughs> with the O, but the Z is like intertwined with it. For the record, Dorothy, that's what an O-Z looks like, not what you were looking at on the key. <laughs> Quick aside, one of those was on eBay about 10 years ago. It was $300, and I was like, I have no justification for this. I did not buy a stone uh, odd statue. But you thought about it for quite a while. I pondered it (laughs) for longer than I should have. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I can understand that. 
Yeah, eBay is a dangerous place. There's some cool stuff. Um, we walk into Oz, apparently. We don't really get a big entrance like we did with the Wizard of Oz, but all of a sudden we're in this, I guess, courtyard with a fountain, and people turn to stone, and one of my favorite Belina snarks is, uh... When Dorothy's explaining that these were people who were turned to stone, she says, all this way to see a bunch of stiffs. <laughs> so interestingly, in the script, first of all, uh, that line and when she says, not moving very fast, Arze, neither of those are yeah. in the script. Oh my god, they're so good! And oh. and it's flip-flopped. First, they see the wheeler, the sign, beware the wheelers, and then they see the people turn to stone. Oh. Which, it's definitely more dramatic the other way, because then you can flow into the potentially pending action scene. Spoiler alert. Don't know what you're talking about. Save it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I do like this. I, I was kind of questioning how Dorothy all of a sudden is an expert on what happened here, but... I guess they just did not want this to take that long to explain to a bunch of kids where it's like, yeah, she knows. These were people turned to stone. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's not fine, but y- you know. Yeah, she she doesn't believe that these are sculptures. She believes these are previous citizens of Oz that are now stone. Oh, do you think that's because maybe she recognized someone before we, you know, like on her way into this area? Before she, like, recognized someone. So that's how she knows, like, these are real people. See, I was just thinking that, but didn't we just discuss how this has to, well, oh, yeah. you know, a couple, the last few episodes, we discussed how this has to have been more than six months. If you look at how right. overgrown everything is, it has to have been years. So she couldn't have recognized anyone. Not to have that level of dilapidation. You're right. You're right. Because even if it was, like, Someone who had been there and was still alive at this point, they'd be so old you wouldn't, re- like, so much older you wouldn't recognize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, so she's just really, really smart is basically our only reason for why she knows exactly what's going on all of a sudden. She knows because she has to know. Because she's Dorothy. Exactly. How convenient. <laughs> well, this is also, so, I mean, technically it's, you know, we're, we continue to present this as a sequel to the 1939 film. Uh, this is technically the hybrid of, of the later books. And this is Book Dorothy. And Book Dorothy had different experiences than Movie Dorothy did. Even though we're, we're, we're not, that's kind of out of the purview. But you know, for, for example, uh, in, the, in the book, uh, the Emerald City gets its emeraldness by strapping emerald glasses onto everyone who comes in. So it's weirder and stranger. So if that Dorothy is presented in this situation, uh, she may be a little more, like a little, little more with it about what's weird and what's strange. And that that can explain some of exposition. Dorothy is, she's like, oh yeah. I got this. <laughs> yeah, Belina, this isn't just a regular place. This is Oz. This is weird. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say weird stuff and crazy theories this whole time, but I'm I'm right, and this is the that it's book Dorothy that we're catching up with. It's not Judy Garland. That's true. Mm-hmm. So she does have uh, different different source of knowledge to draw from. That's true. Um, speaking of different sources of knowledge, this was the first time, or I mean, not right now, but 
when I rewatched this for preparing for this podcast, it was the first time I had rewatched this movie since seeing the episode Blink in Doctor Who. And that will kind of give you a different feeling about statues. Yes! If you watch Doctor Who, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, just go watch that and then be terrified with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't look anything like the Weeping Angels, but it's still just like you have that automatic just like, oh no about those guys. <laughs> Completely agreed. Yeah, like second 48, there's a statue of a woman just sort of staring, just sort of mm. jumps out at you. She doesn't actually jump out at you folks, if that's what you're worried about. <laughs> she is still a statue. I just want to make that clear now that I've taken this down this road. <laughs> Don't even blink. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and oh, what's funny is that I just ruined that moment. And my original joke was that this minute is the last minute of our innocence. <laughs> because Belina asks, what's a wheeler? When they see Beware the Wheeler is written on a wall. And Dorothy admits she doesn't remember them. So none of us knew what a wheeler was, but soon we will. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm very glad that this is the cover for our Facebook group page. Both. Back to check. <laughs> you can find that Oz Minute on Facebook. Yes. This, if you follow us on social media or anywhere, this should be a very familiar shot behind Dorothy when you see Beware the Wheelers. I'm kind of sad because I always loved this and thought it was so cool. And then I read the graphic novel and it's so much better because it's, um, but it still says beware the wheelers, but it's actually like dug onto the beach when they wash. So <laughs> they wash up on a beach instead of the deadly desert thing. And it's huge. Like all of a sudden you just see like a line and it's like, wait, what's this? And then like you step back a little and you see a W and then like it finally zooms all the way out and you see the whole beach just says beware the wheelers. I mean, I totally get why they couldn't do that here. And I always thought this was really good. But then when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool. So I'm sad we missed out on that in this movie. I always thought the the shot of Dorothy standing there in front of in front of the sign could be like the cover of a punk album. It's Dorothy holding the chicken and you see beware the wheelers. You go further back. There's a staircase. There's more stone people. So that's why you picked it, huh? Sure. <laughs> so it's good. Not wrong. It's, yeah, it's a very iconic moment. And if there's one takeaway people have from this movie, if it's not, um, if it's not a later scene, it's the Wheelers. I do feel like the Wheelers are the most famous, like instant word association with this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, hopefully, when you will be very brave and return <laughs> to find out what a Wheeler is. Or actually, do we meet them next minute? We should meet them next We're... minute. Okay. All right. We'll we'll see <laughs> what what comes of it. Um. But everyone will have to come back tomorrow for that. Indeed. I hope we've all enjoyed this last minute. I hope you all can see the moment in second nine when she wipes her tears on a chicken, and you all agree that it's completely insane. That's all I ask. There's one takeaway from this movie. <laughs> it's not the way the wheelers. <laughs> <laughs> it's why on earth did she wipe her tears on a chicken? Her non-existent tears. Apologies. Looks well, like yeah. incorrectly stated that. <laughs> it's like water off a duck's back. By putting her tear onto the chicken's feathers, she knew she could quickly send it away. 
See, but then there would have to be tears first. <laughs> also, Beware the Wheelers is the punk album, but Tears Off a Chicken is definitely like the prog rock concept. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Tears on a chicken, tears off a chicken. I'm not sure which is better, but you know, I'm sure there's a keyboardist somewhere that will tell me. <laughs> you know, maybe one, one is the official release and one is the underground <sighs> release. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> the live recording. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, if you uh, bought that gargoyle off eBay, please get in touch with us. You can find us on Facebook, as we mentioned, or on Twitter at OzMinute or at ReturnToOzMinute.com. Mike, you want to say your favorite thing to say? Or for the bold of heart at WeogTiogPog.com. Which brings us to Weog. Tiog. Piog. Was buying that domain the best investment you ever made? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>